Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Transformed. Today we're going to continue our Me 3 series and I want to talk to you about refusing revenge. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. Um, as always, thank Park Home for our studio furniture and Taylor Design and Events for designing our studio. There are few stories of political rivalry in American history as legendary as that between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. And there are few cases of revenge as straightforward as their duel. Burr and Hamilton both served in the Revolutionary Army under George Washington. Both had political careers and aspirations for high office, which both achieved. And neither was above doing the underhanded in order to rise to power. Hamilton is best known as the author of, the, of, of most of the Federalist Papers and as the first Treasury Secretary of the United States. But he was also adept at influencing the political outcome of elections and nominations. In his 47 years, he managed to run afoul of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams, mainly due to his backroom deals with underlings who could undermine their power. But it was Burr whose line Hamilton would ultimately cross. After he lost the presidency to Thomas Jefferson by a decision that Hamilton helped engineer in the House of Representatives, Burr accepted his fate and served as vice president. He went on to run for governor of New York, only to find Hamilton working against him there as well. Burr had had enough, and he challenged Hamilton to a duel, and he mortally wounded him on July 11, 1804. If inflicting punishment in return for injury or insult is the definition of revenge, then this story is revenge at its finest. You read a story like this, and many of us learned it in school, and you can't help but wonder about it. You know, it's amazing. Personal agendas, ambition, and hatred come to a head to claim the life of a man. Revenge may not always end in death, but I promise you it never ends in good. What is the basis of revenge? It's, is it the offense? Or is it the pride within our hearts that desires revenge? I think it is a carnal part of us that craves revenge when someone does something to harm us or those close to us. Revenge is a sinful pursuit of payback for a sinful act done to you. Living a life of God first, others second, and me third is not a recipe for revenge. As a matter of fact, it should be a safeguard against the need for revenge. We cannot live looking for revenge and fulfill this calling to live God first, others second, and me third. You know, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, dealing with this, this um, issue. He said, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Man, God first, others second, demands I bless instead of curse. Do you get out of sorts when you read the Bible and it tells you to do some things you really don't want to do? I mean, think about this. He wants me to pray for those who persecute me. I really don't want to do that in my carnal nature. You know, things like turn the other cheek or go the second mile. I mean, who wants to do these things? And certainly, I don't want to bless somebody who's persecuting me. However, is that not the very nature of being born again? You're a new creation, and you don't live any longer according to your old nature, but rather you now live according to the nature of Christ that lives within you. Now, instead of returning a curse for persecution, we give blessing. It literally means to celebrate with praises 
or to invoke blessings on someone. I don't know about you, but when I feel persecuted by someone, the last thing I feel like doing is celebrating them with praise or asking God to bless them. Nonetheless, that is what living God first, others second, and me third demands. Paul said in Romans 12, 17, never pay back evil to anyone. Man, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. You know, we've all done it. Somebody does something or says something to us that is sinful and wicked. And so we respond with something equally sinful or wicked. To justify it, we simply say, well, if you wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have done what I did. Or if you didn't say what you said, I wouldn't have said what I said. We simply let the person know he or she is the reason we act the way we did and we're merely paying them back. The problem with this thinking is it's not biblical. It's not godly. You can attempt to justify it any way you want, but you can't use the Bible to do it. You see, Paul explicitly said, do not repay evil for evil to anyone. You see, living God first and me, uh, others second and me third means I don't even seek revenge. I can't seek it. Romans 12, 19, Paul said, never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. Revenge doesn't have to be as drastic as Burr shooting Hamilton in a duel. But revenge can be done and is done through a variety of mediums. It can be done through words, actions, and attitudes, even in the church. Here's the biggest problem that happens when we take revenge into our own hands. God isn't first anymore. Paul said we'll never take revenge, but leave room for God to avenge. When we avenge ourselves, we have now reversed the calling to me first, others second, and God third. When that happens, our lives get out of divine order with God's order. The Bible says this, that Jesus underwent the same temptations as us. Therefore, I'm assuming he must have felt the temptation to seek revenge at some point. In the face of persecution, he did not curse. He did not repay evil for evil. He didn't seek revenge, but left it to his father. In so doing, he lived out this calling that sacrificed the need for revenge so that his life was one that embodied, embraced, and showed us how to live. God first, others second, and me third. If you're seeking revenge today, I want to I wanna tell you, don't do it. If you're waiting for that moment where you get a chance to pay somebody back, don't do it. You're taking the place of God. This week, don't pursue revenge. Put it down. Put God first, others second, and me third. Have a great week.